Yovi 12, how are you? Are you feeling rested? Hopefully so, after tonight. We talked about rest and uh, how we get it wrong sometimes. Shrock, my first question to you. How are you, by the way? I'm doing well. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Uh, my first question to you is, why would God command rest? That seems like a weird thing to command. Why would he do that? I think he wants us to find like delight in him. He wants us to spend intentional time with him. And when we're running around, when we're distracted by our schedules and our busyness and our lives, it's very hard to slow down and to really spend that intentional time with him. That's true. I think sometimes we forget that God knows us better than we know ourselves. And even if we don't feel like we need rest, he knows that if we put it off, there is a breakdown coming, right? So he made us, he understands us. He wrote the user manual on the human body. And he knows that rest, both physical, you know, spiritual, mental, emotional, whatever, you need you need the rest. You need the unplug or else you're headed for for some trouble. So he knows us better than we know ourselves. So even when we don't feel like we need it, you know, he he makes us lie down in those green pastures. He restores our soul. He says, whether you need it or not, you're gonna rest. It's like when Jude, my two year old, when he is, you know, cranky around 1230 in the afternoon and he doesn't want to take a nap, but I make him take a nap and then he wakes up two hours later and he's so much happier. It's that, it's that same kind of idea, you know? Yeah. It's part of our DNA and also like Jesus rested as well. I don't know if you were going to talk about that. Yeah. But- I, I mean, we, we mentioned that tonight, Jesus rested, we're to follow his example. And I think even though Jesus commands us to rest and shows us an example of what it looks like to rest, we still view it as like this second tier commandment. So why are we so much quicker to obey God's other commands? But it's like, well, he commands me to rest, but maybe I won't do that one. Why does it get that second tier treatment, do you think? I think it's because we're wrapped up in our busyness. And it's so easy to see like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, and check out, check off a bunch of boxes on my schedule even if it might be spending time with God and stuff like that. But it's really difficult to slow down. In our culture, we there's this underlying pressure from our culture to like live a fast-paced life and get a bunch of things done. And it's very like countercultural to to rest and to slow down. Oh yeah. And if we don't rest, there's almost this pride in it. Like, oh, I didn't need a rest. I was strong enough so I didn't have to take a break. And it's like That may make you feel cool, but truly it's not good for you, especially when it comes to spiritual stuff. So how do you rest? What does it look like when Lucas Schrock takes a a spiritual rest, a physical rest, an emotional rest? What does that look like for you? I try my best to do a 24-hour Sabbath every week. Now, oftentimes I fail. What does that mean? What does a 24-hour Sabbath look like for you? For me, it's... You go full Amish, like no electronics? No, because I like to use like my phone for worship music and stuff like that. Okay. But I try to stay off social media. I don't touch work. I don't look at emails or anything like that. So oftentimes I try to spend the first part of my day just in the Word of God or maybe on a prayer walk or maybe I'll go on a bike and pray or bike ride and pray. And then the second half of the last third of my day, I like to spend with community. 
So it sounds like you're um, scheduling rest in that 24-hour period. And some of it is on your own, and some of it is with God, and some of it is with friends. But you're taking an intentional break away from things that drain you. Is that accurate? Exactly. I like to ask myself, what brings me delight? And what are the things that bring me delight that also can um, allow me to have fellowship with God in my community as well? Yeah, that's not saying log on to Minecraft for 24 straight hours. Like that would not be healthy, probably. No. Now, if Minecraft refuels your soul and that plays a part in your Sabbath, then great. That's awesome. But it's not just purely what do I want to do for 24 hours? You're so smart because you said some of that is communal, some of that is with God, and some of that is just like restoring my soul. So figure out what that is for you and get that into your Sabbath routine. Okay, last thing, how do we make a change? If we look at our lives and we realize, man, I'm not actually living out a healthy rhythm of rest. Like I'm running all the time. I barely have time for quiet time. I have no real time during the day to sit down and be alone. What are some small steps we can take to carving out maybe a weekly time or a daily time to like unplug and rest? Just like how you schedule hanging out with friends during your week, or maybe your schedule venue or homework times during your week, schedule rest into your weekly agenda mm. as well. That is that's the biggest like groundbreaking tip that I have and that I I have incorporated over this past year and a half, and I have felt less burned out, less like tire throughout the week and stuff is because I schedule my rest into my weekly schedule. That's so good. We have to put rest up there with time with friends, time in the word, time doing homework, time at practice. Like if we view it as this second tier thing, it'll never get scheduled into our day. But if we see it as the important command of God that it truly is, then we'll say, hey, I am in my calendar scheduling 10 minutes right here to be alone, and I'm going to go on a walk. Or at the end of my day, I'm going to schedule the last 20 minutes of my day to be in my Bible listening to worship music, and no one's going to come knock on my door. You know, like we have to equate it with this other stuff that does make it into our calendar. And as soon as we do that, we're going to have time for it. But so often, even in my own life, I'm like, well, if I have time, I'll do it. Or in the car ride over, I'll do it. It's like, no, put it on your calendar, carve out these times, whether it's the 24-hour period like you're talking about or whether it's just you know 20 minutes in the middle of your day or whatever you have time for, make it a priority so that it happens. Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest um, groundbreaking tip. And then maybe make a list of things that bring you delight as well and things that you can do to um, like spend time with God because it's a lot easier to be prepared than to try to scramble up a bunch of ideas at the last minute. Oh, totally. Yeah. If you know that taking a walk through nature is your thing, then, you know, know that ahead of time. Or maybe it is like getting online and doing Fortnite with friends for an hour. Or maybe it's um, it's for a nice little thing. They came back with the original map. So I feel like it's got a re- yeah. resurgence. I think, dude, maybe you got to hop on with the boys. I don't know <laughs> if you play that stuff. But. The, the nine-year-olds are not ready. <laughs> Yo, no way. <laughs> whatever it is for you, you know, I don't know what it is. Taking a bike ride, sitting in your hammock, whatever. Schedule time for it. Spend time there because it's good for your, for you. It's good for your soul. And make sure that there's an element of connecting with God in that too. So I think that's what we got. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Rest is a gift. Take advantage of it. Peace.